Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions round the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of the Diz Explorers Podcast, where each week we explore the different avenues of the great Disney universe. So I'd like to start off by saying uh, sorry for the long lapse in episodes. It's uh, been quite a while. It's been a wacky, uh, wacky few weeks for a lot of us here between traveling and children's sports and things of that nature, so... Uh, we are we are back with full episodes now, and, and we'll continue to do so until probably close to holiday time. So for those who thought we went away, we didn't. We're still here. <laughs> thanks thanks for sticking around. <laughs> um, you'll get a barrage of episodes this week as I roll out all the stuff that was recorded before my and Milford's vacation and, and everything else. So anyway, uh, we've got... Uh, five out of six today. Crystal is uh, surprisingly uh, training for another marathon. I know that's a shocker to all of you, so <laughs> she's she's long asleep now <laughs> in preparation for her next run. Uh, so this week, uh, we've got a very interesting topic. We're going to be talking about VIP tours and experiences uh, at Walt Disney World and in Disneyland, uh, both experiences that some of us may have experienced and other ones that are available that we've heard of or have some sort of an interest in. The only one I've done, and it's as recently as was last year in Walt Disney World, was the Keys to the Kingdom tour, which is one of the tours they offer that the main thing that people get out of it is, or that most people think that they get out of it, is they get to go down below to the Utilidors, which actually isn't down below. It's really first level, and Disney World is actually on the second level. It was all built up as they uh, constructed the uh, Magic Kingdom back in the late 60s. So, but there's there's much, much more to it than that. These, these tour guides that you have are well-versed and well-steeped with knowledge as part of their training and probably because they share the same love and passion. It's not a position you would take just to say you work at Disney World. Like, you have to want to do this. There's extensive training and extensive knowledge that you have to learn and remember uh, to even think about becoming a a VIP tour guide. And uh, I'm sure that applies probably to other positions as well. I know Milford has a friend that that is in that area, so when he... uh, speaks about that i'm sure he can um vouch for it but so the magic kingdom one is is fantastic uh it's a four five five hour 
about a six-hour walking tour. So the, the groups are fairly small. I think there was about 12 people in ours. And surprisingly, the price was cheap. I don't remember off the top of my head. I should have looked. But I know with the DVC discount, it was just under $100 a person, which you would think is you would think it would be double or triple that. But For it wasn't. A long it w- hour tour, yeah. Yeah, well, it is ninety nine dollars according to the website. Okay, and then with the DVC discount, it was like eighty five and change or something like that. Uh, I don't know if there's an AP discount. I think it was just DVC. Um, nope. Sorry, I'm so, looking at the. No, no, talking about that's it. fine. No, I'm um, glad because I'm not prepared as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Annual pass holders. Disney Chase card members and DVC members get a 15% discount. Okay, so any one of the three then. There you go. Well worth it. The only thing you have to be wary of is it's 16 and older for children. So if you have, you know, young teenagers and young kids, they unfortunately cannot attend. Uh, and and for good reasons. Number one, for behavioral maturity and things of that nature. Because it's there's so much information and it's not an all-serious tour. I mean, depending on the guide you had, the, the young lady that we had was phenomenal. Um, and as well as being well-informed, she was very entertaining and made it more than just walking around and pointing things out and saying, here, this is this, this is that, this is this, this used to be here, this is why this is this. It was very, very lighthearted. So you didn't feel like you were getting a history lesson. You felt like it was a fun history lesson. And plus, you know, it's about something we all love, you know, the Magic Kingdom. So lunch is included in in this particular tour. Uh, This time, I believe, we ate at, um, uh, they set up an area in the, in the Tomorrowland Terrace restaurant. I believe in years past it used to be Columbia Harbor House. They would give you a section up on the second floor, but I guess it switched to Tomorrowland. This was as of last year. Could could have changed again? I don't know. Uh, they do take you on a couple of attractions where you are the only people on it. Uh, you know, the the host gets you in. Uh, like So we went on Jungle Cruise. We had a whole boat to ourselves, and while the regular skipper was doing her spiel, our uh, guide would point out stuff in between behind-the-scenes things or funny things that happened during when they built the ride and so on and so forth. So it's very, very, It's a, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's important, you know, no cell phones, no pictures or any recording devices, anything of that nature are, are, are not allowed. And it's kind of an honor system. They don't take them from you, but they do remind you multiple times not to not to use them in certain areas when we go back when they take you backstage when you're on when you're out and in the attractions it's obviously fine but once you go to the behind stage areas and then when they bring you down to the utilidors then it's they're very strict about that um so yeah we went on jungle cruise and haunted mansion was the other one and haunted mansion she explained a bunch of stuff what about certain rooms that we were going to see before because obviously you can't ride 12 people together on the haunted mansion so she gave us stuff to look at and 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 how some of the effects work um which i will will not reveal on here because i was kind of sad that i found out how i should have plugged my ears uh because they do tell you how they do the uh uh the disappearing ghosts in the ballroom scene and even though i know how to do it every time i go on it i didn't know i didn't until i took that tour honest swear (gasps) to christ i had no idea um 
And after she, after oh. they explained it to you, I was like, oh, that's really cool. But still to this, like, since we've done the tour and I've gone on it, I'm like, I just still don't get it. I just I still don't. I can't. You have like, to look off to the side. Like, instead of looking straight on, look to the side and you can see the pains. Yes, that's what she had said. Mm-hmm. And I found them kind of by accident, but yeah. But, but knowing that, like, this time when I went on, when I went on, because we went on as a group and then I went on by myself again on that Monday morning, I still couldn't see it. I was like, I can't, I can't see it. I can't do it. I'm like huh? leaning out of the <laughs> doom buggy, which is fine. I'm gl- I'm glad, I'm glad I know it didn't ruin anything for me, but it doesn't, but it was still like really cool. Cause it's like the oldest trick in the book. <laughs> it's like a, par- right. it's like a parlor trick from the twenties. <laughs> but, um, so that was really, and there wasn't, that was it. It was just those two attractions. So then, and they take you behind, behind this one takes you behind stage, uh, and you go back where the parade steps off in uh, Frontierland. So right between Sp- uh, Splash Mountain and then where you would walk into Adventureland. You walk down that path and you cross over the train tracks and then you're behind Splash Mountain. Do a lot of explaining there. We were lucky enough. To- I know I talked about it on here when after I had done it with my wife, but for new listeners and people who had forgotten and because to me it's kind of a bragging right thing. We got to see because... Main Street Electrical Parade had not ended yet. It was ending very soon after we had went. They still had all the floats stored in where they store all the parade floats backstage. So we got an up-close look at all the, the uh, those floats. Plus, it was during the Halloween party time, so saw the Halloween parade stored. Uh, and actually, when we were back there, the Move It, Shake It, whatever the hell it's called, was ending so that was coming back to be parked so that was really cool she explained a lot of stuff about like the the trash uh area the that swedish system that disney uses with the tubes and everything because you could kind of see where that was or she pointed where that was uh explained how splash mountain works because you could totally see the whole backside of that with the water and how fast the pumps can empty and recycle that all that water in that attraction so it's super super a lot of information well worth the money if you're any sort of level of a Disney geek or just interested in it. And then the Utilidors are just amazing all within themselves. They're not; It's nothing to look at. They're not glamorous. It's basically looks like warehouse just with colors and stuff placarded all over the wall. And there's kind of people going all over the place and little golf carts going all over the place. It's a very busy area. You know, she did. we did walk, almost walk from one end of the park to the other because... I forgot where we went in to them, but where we came out was we came out back behind the confectionery, like where that where they where if the parade's going on they they dump you out behind the shops now. We came out over there, but I don't remember where we went in for the life of me. Um but either way, it was very cool, and it's very disorienting under there. Like, there's maps, and, like, she told us when we were under the castle, because then we saw, like, some of the princesses that were dressed ready to take their elevator to go up, I think, to Cinderella's Royal Table for uh, lunch, probably, or whatever was going on at that time. So it's it's amazing. It's just amazing how it all works. And so and that's that tour, and, a long, and I believe there's a longer one. Uh, this was a six-hour. I believe there is an eight-hour tour as well. How much more it covers and what else it does, I don't remember. I know she had said it, what the difference was. I think you spent a little more time down there, uh, but I'm not sure what else it entails. So you'd have to look that up and check it out. But 
definitely worth the money for anybody who's been going, and even for newcomers too, just to, you know, hear all about it, so, and see, the only, I, I was talking about this, I remember I did, we did do one of the, uh, I guess it's not a VIP tour, but it could be, but we did, my wife and I also did the Wild Africa Trek at Animal Kingdom, which was quite a bit more money, but to me, well worth the price. That was phenomenal. You basically go I was going to ask. You basically go on the safari, but not in the safari vehicle. <laughs> you know, so if you're on the safari and as you're coming through the the plains area, like where the giraffes and stuff are, and as you look, I forget which side, if you look out the left side of the, the thing, I guess you could see all these bridges that look like broken bridges with holes in them over the water and these towers and stuff. You get to walk along those to see the safari area. Uh, they take you right near where they feed the hippos and you're lanyarded on to everything and they, they feed the hippos right in front of you and you're pretty much right there. So there's um, one of those rickety bridges right there by the crocodile pit, too. Yes. Yep. So you walk along that one. Uh, the crocodiles had been gone already. Or no, they weren't at that point. But, um, yeah, so you do that. And the views are just amazing. And then there's a little outpost in the middle of the... This, then you get in a safari vehicle and you jump on in line. And, and then you go off the path and there's like a little outpost more or less that has restrooms in it but then that's where you eat lunch so they bring everything on the thing with you on the uh, safari vehicle and you get to eat lunch like overlooking the the plains area so you can see like where, where the where the elephants are yeah so you just get to sit out on this porch and you're just you're eating the amazing lunch that they brought to you and you get to drink the jungle juice that, that everybody loves they bring that out there for you and they give you like a, I don't know, it was about a good half hour. You just got to sit and watch. And there was another walking area. You can walk all the way out, like into the jungle more area to, to look out. So it was absolutely awesome. It was definitely worth the money. That one was, I think, close to 200 a person. It's 250 Yeah, it's gone up then. It wasn't, I think with the discount, it was yeah a little less. But it, it was awesome. I, I would definitely... I would do it again. I would do it again in a heartbeat. I think my wife would too. It was just, it was just amazing. It was just well, absolutely I'm, amazing. I'm glad you brought that up because this, the Animal Kingdom doors are what my husband and I are trying to figure out which ones we want to do. We're trying to take another just us trip sometime next year. Oh, you guys should definitely do that one then. Well, there's four. So here, we're going to throw it out to the group and y'all help us decide. All right. Um, <laughs> there's the Wild Africa Trek. Which is everything that you just described. But then there's also something that kind of sounds similar. It's called Savor the Savannah. And it's an evening safari experience. Okay. So it sounded very similar. And in fact also includes... Um, it says a sampling of African-inspired tapas paired with a selection of regional beer and wine. Oh, that's one um, step above. Nice. And it's cheaper. It's $169 before... Um, before the discount. Any discounts? Wow. Yeah, I would not heard of that one. That that probably know. started once the park started staying open later. Right. You know, right. that's probably awesome. Yeah, ours had no, there was no alcohol in, involved in this. It was, you know, the, the the lunches came in like a little steel tin thing. And it was like some sort of. Like the Tiffin's thing. Right? Yeah, it was like a granola and yogurt type thing. There was like charcuterie meats, mm -hmm. um, a hibiscus flour that you could eat. Uh, it was like a well, 
rounded mix of everything. It was awesome. I ate absolutely everything, and then whatever my wife didn't eat as well. <laughs> it was very good. Everything was awesome. Everything. It was just so good. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. I would be interested yeah. in that, too. It looks really neat. And then there's another one that literally just started last month. Um, called the Ultimate Nights of Adventure VIP Tour. Oh. Which is a four-hour group-guided tour. But here's the thing. It's where I found out about the expedited fast pass. Uh-huh. Basically, it doesn't really say anything about a tour, but it sounds <laughs> like you have a tour guide that gets you on Everest, the safaris, Flight of Passage, Navi River Journey, Dinosaur, and special seating for Rivers of Light. Oh. Plus... Uh, you get a little timeout for snacks and a drink, either non-alcoholic or alcoholic. It is also two hundred and fifty dollars per person. Oh wow! Um, I don't know. Th- so the other ones, I'm like, that's really cool. But this one, it sounds like you're just paying for fast passes. Yeah, I don't know that I would do that one because <laughs> if you play your cards right, you can get all that done for not that for just regular park entry. <laughs> exactly. Because that's exactly. the other thing you got to pay like. Park entry isn't included in these tours. Like you have to have you have to have access to the park. So either an annual pass or a day ticket to the park. So yeah, you have to add that to the cost as well. I mean, we're, we're annual pass holders, so I tend to forget about that because I'm like, ah, I just you know we get the annual pass and then renew it all right. the time, and it's just it's kind of out of sight, out of mind because I don't have to worry about it. But if when you think about it, for these type of things, it definitely has to go into the cost if it's something that. You know, if you're only going on a three-day trip and you're getting a park hopper, or you're doing one day one park type thing, then it's it's go, it's something else to throw into the planning mix. Um, the good thing about the the keys to the kingdom one is it does start early. It starts at park open, uh, so you're not killing your whole entire day. So we were we were out of there by I think I think it started at eight. We met in Tony's Town Square, and we were done by two o'clock. So then you have the rest of the day to plan your fast passes do and do whatever you wanted to do. So in the Wild Africa Trek, I believe you get to choose your time because it was only about an hour and a half, I think, for the whole experience mm-hmm. or two hours. So I believe we picked like a mid-morning thing, like a 10 o'clock or something like that, I think, just so like some of the animals were out and about. But So I know this is kind of getting off track, but I found it interesting when I saw the one in Animal Kingdom about the where you're essentially paying for fast passes. So I wanted to compare it to other tours in the other parks and found one in Magic Kingdom called the Ultimate Day of Thrills VIP Tour. Have anyone heard of or experienced that one? I think I know what this one is about. I think it's basically the same thing, but in Magic Kingdom. It's Magic Kingdom. Hang on. It's Magic Kingdom Epcot and Hollywood Studios all in one seven-hour tour. Oh, my. Where so, you, again, get the expedited fast pass for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Seven Dwarves, Soarin', Toy Story, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, and Star Tours. Oh, my God. So just Soarin' at Epcot, not even Test yeah. Track? Or I know, Frozen? Not Test Track, Frozen. I know, I thought the same thing. So basically, but, that is the... Uh... That's that blackish episode they did last year then, because isn't that basically yeah. what that what that was? <laughs> they had the tour guide for seven hours who took them on yeah. all the big attractions. Pretty much. So, I don't know. This isn't kind of what we're talking about today, but I just, in my research, I guess I just never I was too naive to realize that this is how some people with a lot more money than me tour. 
That's yeah. That's that's how the upper people do it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's three hundred not... bucks per person, not including your park ticket. Yeah, right. So, family of four—that's twelve hundred bucks off the top. Right. But you know, I don't know. Kind of cool. It's. I guess it's. I guess it's cool if if that's the type of. I know we're getting off topic with this, but it kind of. Oh, but Michael. it. Well, that's okay. <laughs> that it kind of plays into what we do anyway, as far as exploring stuff. Because for for me, doing something like that—that's the type of family that and that likes going to Disney World, but doesn't necessarily care about the full experience experience of Walt Disney World. Like they're not into the history, or or nor do they care about the history or or the classic attractions. It's more like the thrill ride junkies, but they like. Disney's thrill rides above. I mean, you're. St- I'm sure there still is information thrown at you and things of that nature. I don't. I, I, I could be wrong. This guy could just walk you, or or girl could walk you around and get you to the front of all the lines, and and that's it, and be done with it. And it, I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it's that uh, basic of a thing for what you're paying for. But you know, I I don't know. It's strange. I don't know that I could even if I had the money. I don't know that that would interest myself or my family but because we enjoy experiencing everything you know walking from walking through the parks and right and so so are you talking about the the big vip tour that you know i got to experience while we were there last weekend (laughs) well you didn't get to go to all the parks mr no i fancy pants over there (laughs) but so so I mean I can I can give a little talk about that really quick. I yeah, mean, well and I was going to ask is this the kind of thing that your friend does, Milford? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My friend that's a cast member, he got uh back on the VIP tour group and it's it's the the program's a lot more than what people think it is. That people think it's oh they're just going to get me to the front of the line. Well, that's not the whole thing. Um I mean they will so so let me just go over what it costs. It's $650 an hour, minimum of seven hours, up to 10 people. Oh! So, Wait, that 650 isn't per person. No, no that's it's an hour. Per okay. hour. So, just making sure. For a seven hour VIP tour, you're $650. I mean, trying to do my math really fast, that's. It'd be $65 a person. $40, $42, $40, $4,500. Sure. For up to 10 people. Right. So, I mean, if you break it down that way, I guess, okay, it's $450 a person. And then if you want anything over seven hours, it's $650 an hour every hour over that. Now, what that includes is they will pick you up from the from your resort, from your hotel in a van, if that's what you want. You can meet them in the park if that's what you want. Uh, they will uh, get you to the front of the line, fast pass for any ride in any park you want to get they will get you they they have a thing with the uh jedi training academy that they can get your kids into that one time per trip so you know that's a big thing i mean because it's hard to get there in time early enough in the morning to get your kids into that sometimes so um i mean there's an advantage there they can get you into you know uh shows like the uh, preview or the special viewing for uh, uh, 
<laughs> What's the fireworks show called now? <laughs> a galactic. Is it still a Galactic Spectacular? Or yeah, yes. that one at Hollywood Studios, and then there's the one at Magic Kingdom, uh, the new one that I can't think of the name yeah. of it. The happily Wait, ever after. Yeah, the, the other one, the that show, show, the projection shows Once Upon a Time or something. Right. 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 Yeah. Yep. So they can get you into all those things. I mean, it's. It, it sounds cool. So I got I got to experience this last weekend while we were there because he uh, he knew I was coming down and he texted me that day. And I honestly, I thought it was his day off. He shows up. He just tells me, hey, meet me at Pandora and I'll meet you there. The bathrooms right as soon as you get into Pandora. There's a path there that's a cast member pathway that goes out to the parking lot. I'll meet you there. He shows up in his VIP outfit, which if you've ever seen it, they wear the big gold D and they have a plaid vest. He took me to, we'd had plans to have lunch, and we had lunch there at the Satuli Canteen, <laughs> and then and then he took me on uh, the Navi River Adventure, and then also on Flight of Passage, which he walked right up to the Fast Pass line, said, I've got one guest, and we went right straight through. They are also allowed to use backstage areas to get people around long lines if fast pass has long lines so i mean if it's if it's a thing where you want to get through as many rides as you can get through in a day they will attempt to do it um you negotiate with them up front what your plan is schedule wise and months out you can tell them okay this is what i want to do and that can include lunch or not include lunch um i mean i I think it would be silly to use that time for lunch, in my opinion, but uh, <laughs> we can eat later. If yeah. you're paying six hundred fifty dollars an hour, I think I'll wait and eat later. Um, I'm gonna go grab me a Mickey bar while we're walking. Yeah, from, exactly. Yeah, let me get a churro but, real quick. But right. this is <laughs> this is something that a travel agent can help you set up. And I found out this weekend, this week, that travel agents actually do get commission for this as well. So um, it's. I don't have any idea what the commission is. I'm assuming it's the standard amount that we get on normal trips, but but that's what it's all about. I mean, it's if you want to get a lot done, there's a way to do it. Oh, absolutely. It's just the money, but there's a way to do it. Yeah. Cool. So does anybody else have any questions on that? Uh, do yes. they offer a discount, like a 95% discount? <laughs> Uh, that would be a big fat no. There Absolutely is no annual pass holders discount or DVC discount, at least not that I'm aware of. <laughs> I just friend, want no, no friend of a cast member discount. <laughs> no nothing. I would just so. like to. Uh, I would just like to point something out, having nothing to do with what we're talking about, but because we record on mon- <laughs> because we record on Monday nights. And it is about 10 o'clock Eastern time. Those of us who are recording now are sacrificing being able to see this Star Wars trailer. that's going to be coming up probably very shortly because the game is approaching halftime. I just, oh, they're <laughs> in halftime right now. Just, I'm watching it on my computer right I, now. I just peeked into the other room to, and my wife was like, no, not yet. So <laughs> I will be watching it after we done record. So you're welcome, people. You said that Melanie dropped off. I was the just going to say, or Melanie left. <laughs> oh, no, she's no, back. Oh, Melanie's back. <laughs> so, anyway. We figured you chose Star Wars over us for a second. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't, um, Adrian. <laughs> hey, I'm being good. 
So anyway, I'm on the TV. I don't have a job. Oh, there it goes. Um, we can pause and I can cut this out. <laughs> so they just walked a bunch of new uh, First Order Stormtroopers out on the field oh, at the game. What channel is this on? Uh, ESPN. ESPN. Okay. Oh, I need to turn the volume up. Eric, can you guys hear that? And beyond that, something truly special. Something just like me has always been there. Then I was awake. Same one. Oh, you were you were way behind me. Yeah. Show me my place in all this. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be like Empire Strikes Back. It's gonna be awesome. Well, be there you have it. Just uh, all dark side all the time. Expect in December. You can see how excited First Trooper. To my right here is I'll cut all that mess out. <laughs> Just leave it in. It shows our personality. Oh, you can leave it in. <laughs> okay. oh, absolutely. Wait, we have to pause. We're all in different second. places. I was, 30 seconds my, ahead, somebody's 20 seconds behind. My, <laughs> my headphones just reached into the other room t- so I can <laughs> hear you and hear, watch the TV at the same time. But now I wish I hadn't my watched wife. it. Because some people told me today you don't want to watch it because it gives too much away. Uh, okay. What is that? I'll forget it by December. I don't think. Yeah, it gives I will it. too. I don't think it gives that much away. What is that red smoky stuff coming out from behind the things? From behind the things. things. The the flying things looks like they're on Tatooine, but I don't think they are. It's red smoky stuff. Yeah, <laughs> what's the red smoky stuff coming out of the flyers? You just described it. I don't know. No idea. The blood I don't know if it has any significance. The or not. blood of younglings? I don't know. <laughs> no, they did that already. Uh, <laughs> there are no younglings. That's right. That's true. 
Who the knows? Only one Jedi left. Maybe. maybe. Well, two. Well, maybe. Maybe. Three, technically. But they didn't show what's his face at all. Who? Luke. He was in there four times. I didn't see him. He was like the whole beginning. Oh. Yeah. Could you tweet it? <laughs> I just retweeted it. It's got to okay. be on everything by now. Oh, yeah. Be. It's been all of 30 seconds. I know. <laughs> I'll have to watch it again. Later. <laughs> the right. Disney they social media tickets. machine is already cranking. <laughs> I'm sure it is. They Ever... said the tickets weren't going on sale until after the end of the video. I bought my tickets like 45 minutes ago. Yeah, I know a couple people I saw on Twitter had already bought their tickets too. That's crazy. Our church usually rents out like a theater for us. Nice. For You're like Marvel me. movies and Star Wars. No. Oh, really? No, one of the... Oh, I got my church to do there's that. There's a local... Well, one of the local theater managers goes to our church, and for the youth group, they usually just... Uh, I mean, we have to pay it. It's not as much. It's a discount, but the entire theater is just us. Oh, that's nice. It's, it's the youth group and families, and, you know, so we can... You know, we don't have to behave necessarily. <laughs> it's, oh, it's good. my God. So, we have fun with it. So, so... Off subject, we have an Ikea opening here. When were we on subject? Yeah, for real. <laughs> been a while. So, Ikea is opening a new store here this Saturday. Okay. There's people camped out in front of it already. Why? That's hilarious. Well, because apparently they they're the giving the first hundred people get a free couch. Is it a Star Wars couch? <laughs> yeah. The hell? What's the couch? Sorry, I, I, I digress. Couch? I have no idea. It doesn't okay. say. It opens on Saturday? Yeah. It's Monday. It's Monday. You know yeah. how much money they're losing by sitting there? Exactly. They could have bought the couch. Yeah. Buy the couch. Well, I'm <laughs> guessing most of them probably don't have jobs anyway. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Cut that part out, RJ, please. What's that? <laughs> but people who can sit it outside of the store for six days yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that won't be relevant by the time i get they to probably don't have jobs <laughs> no hmm. anyway all right all right sorry back on track back on track <clears throat> what's that <laughs> what were we talking about uh, uh vip tours right now that we were talking about tours. vip tours Three well i think i pretty tours. much finished the vip thing so yeah you know basically so it's started getting rough yep <laughs> sorry so I, I I did a few years ago, however, do a different tour at Magic Kingdom. I did the Magic Behind the Steam Trains tour, which was it was pretty cheap. I think it, at that time it was like fifty five bucks a person, maybe forty five bucks a person. I think I got a DVC discount on it or something. And I know they still do this because if you remember right last weekend, RJ asked the guy that question and he said yes, they still do it and they do it every day of the week now. Yeah. Uh, back then, it was only three days a week. Uh, but basically, you get into the Magic Kingdom before they open. Um, I think I had to be there at like 7 a.m. for this tour. Uh, they met you out front. They took you <clears throat> into the park, up to the station, and they brought the train around. They also talked about some of the things in the station. So some of the old movie machines and the posters and the and the artwork that's in the station and, and the significance of it. Uh, and then they also talk about the Carrollwood Railroad in California, which was which is what was Disney's 
backyard train set is now in a Carol in the Carrollwood train park in California and his trains are still in operation there today but you so then once they did all that and the train came around you got to kind of um, mull around by the cars and then they loaded up everybody in the back car and they would take a volunteer to do certain things on the train the people in my group I don't know if, if it was fact that was they were all old or what but nobody wanted to volunteer for anything so I ended up volunteering for everything so I got to give the all aboard call and and flip the little switch on the back of the car that tells the engineer hey we're ready to go because he can't hear from clear back there and then they take you back to the switch, which is right just outside at the time was what was Toontown. Uh, yeah, Toontown. And they would stop. They'd take another volunteer to get out and throw the switch. So I volunteered for that, got to throw the switch. Uh, and they back back into the shops, which if you've not ever Google Earth it or anything, north of Magic Kingdom, there's a big, huge facility back there where they work on the boats the monorails and all the trains um, but <clears throat> so they have stalls for everything on the monorails up high and then down on the ground they have these uh, stalls for all the trains and the cars uh, at the time when we went back there they only had three of four engines running the fourth engine was the lily bell which has been since restored and they do run on special occasions um, but it, at that point in time was sitting there just kind of mothballed not being used because <laughs> uh, they were getting ready to send it out for uh, refurbishment uh, but they run that railroad pretty much like a normal railroad uh, they follow all the normal rules um, <clears throat> and then as they go around the track they give you all the descriptions of all the things that's going on around so uh, there's a bridge back by Tom Sawyer's Island that is actually a pivot bridge. They actually take two pins out of it and pivot it, complete, swings completely out of the way so they can take the, uh, the riverboat out and float it all the way back around through the canal and into, bay, into Seven Seas Lagoon and then Bay Lake so they can get it back around to the shops to be worked on when they need to work on it, when they do refurbishment. But that the significance of that bridge is that it came from the old Flagler Railroad, which was the East Coast Florida Railway, which used to run from, my, I think it's Miami, all the way up the East Coast, RJ, I think, to Connecticut or New York, one or the other, I believe, if I remember right. I believe so, yes. I'm not exactly so, sure. Yeah, my, my history on that's a little sketchy. Yeah. Uh, but that bridge actually came from that railroad. And, but... But it, it's pretty cool because they tell you all the history. They explain how uh, Walt actually went and found these trains, you know, the Disneyland trains. They actually bought enough trains when they did Disneyland that they had a few left that they used at Walt Disney World. They were originally wood burners, and they're now oil burners. Um, but, but pretty cool. I mean, it was neat. If you've never taken that tour, you should go take it because there's a lot of history in what they give you about Walt and his trains and, and and that history behind all that. I can tell you, I, I've never done that tour, but on our uh, recent trip last week or a week and a half ago, whenever the hell it was, uh, 
as Milford said, he was we were on the on the steam train, and and Milford was talking to a couple of the kids that were in the back, and they were training, and and they had asked him if he wanted to uh, give the all aboard and, and signal and stuff as we left out of Main Street Station. So he had said he had done the tour before, and and uh, asked me if I wanted to do it. So then I I got to do it, which was awesome. And beyond being able to say all aboard, you got one of those highly coveted transportation cards that said I was a train conductor for a day with my name on it. So it was like a a little kid all over again. I got a sticker and then you got those and it was like a bigger card than like the monorail co-pilot cards. Oh yeah. It was awesome. I was like, holy crap, I'm going to cherish this forever. Children will never see it or touch it. (laughs) So it doesn't get messed (laughs) up. But uh, yeah, so that was pretty awesome. I had no clue they ever, ever did that. Yeah, that, I kind of knew that they did that. That's why we walked back. That's why I said, hey, let's walk all the way back to the back of the train because it wasn't crowded. I just figured he didn't want to be seen with me, so we were going to hide in the back. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, so there's uh, there's definitely a lot of options at the theme parks for tours. Now, I before we get to Jessica, because I know she recently did one in in Disneyland, I know we did talk about it before on here, but I'd like her to touch on it again. And then if there's other ones involved, I, I, there used to be ones they did in Epcot that were similar to like the behind the scenes, the keys to the kingdom ones, um, that they did take you behind some of the pavilions and, uh, attractions in future world. But I'm not sure that that is offered anymore. They, they did used to do things in the Seas Pavilion with the dolphins and things of that nature, but I know my wife and I had looked into that a couple trips ago, and that had been discontinued because it depended on the health of the dolphins, I guess. So I, I, I know Epcot is now in heading into its rebuilding stage very soon, so I don't know if anything will be offered. Plus, nothing is sponsored anymore, so who knows what all those backstage areas look like at this point. They do have something called the Undiscovered Future World, a four-hour walking tour of Epcot. That's right. Okay, so Um, they still do do that. Yeah, they do have that one, and they have... They have Behind the Seeds, which is in the land, which is pretty cool. I liked it. It's cheap. It's 20 bucks. It's it's very geeky. Backstage magic? If you like plants and stuff. Uh, But it was cool to be able to walk through the greenhouse and, and... see some of that stuff up close and they explain every you know about all the plants and things of that nature so i i enjoyed it you know it's probably a one and done thing but for 20 bucks 45 minutes you know it's a pretty cool thing to do Interesting. At least. yeah so that's that's all i that's all i know of <laughs> so i i know um Jessica, you had done the, the Disneyland walking tour recently, I know. Yeah, in the spring I did. It's called the Walk and Waltz Disneyland Footsteps Tour. Um, and I talked about it um, a lot, and I looked it up before we started. Episode 51, so I won't completely repeat myself, but I will say that it sounds pretty similar to the Keys to the Kingdom tour um, in that it's very focused on kind of the history and, and context, but 
instead of just talking about the park, it's really about Walt's vision for it. So every time you go from land to land, they talk about this is why Walt chose this theme and this is why he wanted this here. And this is where his apartment was. This is where the the dream suite, which was going to be his second apartment. This is and, and so all the places that you go are connected personally to something that was important to him. Um, so I thought it was a really interesting way to look at the park, not just, oh yeah, this has been around for 60 something years, but this is why it ended up being, um, the way that it is. So I would say if, if you're a person visiting Disneyland and you really don't care about Walt because you just like the park and that's good enough, then I think you'd probably hate that tour because they make it very, very personal to him. Um, but if you have any interest in Walt's vision and kind of his his later life, because he really didn't start working on Disneyland till he was older, um, then I think this tour would that tour would be super interesting. Um, and Disneyland does have some other themed tours. There's one called the the Happy Haunts tour, which is just during Halloween time. Um, and from what I understand, I've never done it, is that it's it's a walking tour where you also get to go on the Haunted Mansion and, and then they talk about like ghost stories and spookier stuff and the, and the Halloween decor. But um, what I've heard from friends that have done it is that that tour is pretty lame, to be honest, and it's kind of expensive <laughs> and you don't really get that much out of it. You're just kind of like, OK, whatever, like this, this isn't I don't know. It's not very substantial from what I understand. Um and then there's another tour that I want to do, but I'm not sure if it's if they still do it or if they've retired it because I can't find it anywhere online. But there was a tour called Cultivating the Magic that was about basically it sounds weird, but it was about the plants. And apparently you went on rides like the Jungle Cruise and the Storybook Land Canal Boats. And it was a private it was just just two hours um, and they would talk about the development of like the jungle cruise because now it's officially it's its own sustainable ecosystem because it's been there for so long and they i guess would talk about the development of that and they would talk about all of the flowers in the, the storybook land canal boats and how they help with forced perspective and that kind of thing so on the surface it sounds really strange to have a tour about plants but when you kind of read about what it entails it seems really interesting um, and like how Tomorrowland, every single plant there is edible. So just kind of cool trivia like that. And it's pretty short. So it's not, you know, about, you know, this extended, it's going to take up your whole day and kind of keep you off the rides. But it's just kind of another little trivia option. And like I said, I'm not sure if they still do it. I'm trying to figure that out. But they used um, to do a tour like that at, at Disney World. It was called the Horticulture Tour. Really? Yeah, and they actually took you back to the horticulture building where they actually take care of all the plants. No kidding. I don't I don't know if they still do it or not. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if they if they still do it, but um though that's kind of the tour that I'm eyeballing and would like to try next because as much as I enjoyed the the walk and waltz footsteps tour and being able to go in the dream suite was just amazing. It's a huge, huge time commitment. It's basically half your day in the park, which is a lot considering you only end up going on two rides during the whole thing. So um, I would not recommend that tour for a casual Disneyland visitor just because it, it eats up so much of your time. Um, but if you're a person that has been before or you're on a multi-day vacation and you want to try something on one day, it's it's definitely worth doing, and so I really like the idea of a shorter tour. Like this, if this plant tour is still available, it's only two hours, so I think that's much more feasible for a lot of people. 
Um, so if I can get to do that, I will report back on it and let you know how it is. But that would be my next um, tour goal, I think. So I just looked it up on the Disney World site. They still offer, it's called the Gardens of the World Tour. And it has three different editions. And it's basically, uh, it basically circles around Epcot and all the different seasonal festivals. So there's one for fall for the Wine and Food Festival. There's one for spring for the uh, Flower and Garden Festival. And then there's just a Experience of Stories of Our Gardens, one that's kind of, it looks like maybe a summer one. And it's like 85 bucks a person. Hmm, that's not bad. No, not horrible. That's probably pretty It cool. doesn't say anything about discounts, but I'm sure they probably offer discounts for it. And I think they, and I'm pretty sure they still do the, uh, uh, the holiday tour where they take you back to the holiday, the building where they store all the holiday stuff. Oh, really? And they do it, they do it during Christmas. Right. Because obviously the building doesn't have <laughs> as much stuff in it, but you can see empty. what they do. <laughs> but you can see what they do to get ready for um, the holiday season. So I know there's that one in addition to this one. So That'd be pretty cool. I'd be interested in Especially if it's the Epcot one, especially if it's um, around flower and garden time. Because then you probably get to see... Well, I guess if you're going to where everything's stored, you'll see all the special topiaries that they put out with all the special characters. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah, and the one, the one at Christmas is actually called Disney's Holiday Delights. It's a little more pricey. It's $259 a person. Hmm. For a five-hour tour. For a five-hour tour? Well... Yeah. You know, maybe they're probably not as popular, those ones. So you people that would sign up for that would uh, are people who really, really want to do it. And maybe they keep the price point high because the stuff they're showing you is, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder what, they're, what the motivation is for this stuff. Like, I know it's a moneymaker and it's get, you get to see a little bit of behind the magic stuff and things of that nature but I, I i've you know that that keys to the kingdom tour i definitely forgot more than we were told <laughs> and you know to do it again i know I'd, a lot of it would probably be repetition and i would uh you know try to suck up as much information as possible like i said you can't walk around with a recorder in your pocket i'm sure you could if you really wanted to but uh as far as just for the the wealth of knowledge that you're going to gain from it, but I don't know. I, I I feel like they, if they didn't do any of these things that everybody would be fine. But the fact that they offer them is fine as well. If that makes any sense, I just contradicted myself, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's cool. You know, if I had never gotten a chance to do the keys to the kingdom tour, I'd be okay with it. It was just a great opportunity. And my wife and I were able to do it because we were on a trip without, our kids, you know, now I know when my kids become of age, if they're interested in doing it, then I will, we will definitely do it again with them. But, uh, I've got a few more years before I have to, to worry about that. So who knows? Um, I don't know. Do the, this may be a silly question, but 
uh, Melanie Milford can answer this. Do they do any sort of that things on the cruise line? Is there any sort of behind the scenes or you know tour of the ship besides the normal areas type thing they offer, or probably not? Well, they I'm, do have. Well, well they have ahead. the art of the theme show tour. Um, that's all in the front spaces. There's no backstage areas on that one but that is a tour for adults only so that's a nice thing about that particular tour and they go through many of the areas and they'll explain the decorating choices because if you've seen the ships they're stunning and nothing is there by accident from the color schemes of the art to the color and and the decoration of the carpets there's a reason for everything and it's part of the overall story of the ship itself so the Art of the Theme show tour explains that, and it's offered on every cruise on every ship. Okay. Yeah. So that's one that I highly recommend, and it's free. You don't even have to sign up. You just meet. They just show they, up. You just show up where it meets, says to meet on the Navigator, which is your daily schedule, and you show up usually around Palo or Remy. Um, that's where I've always started. Have you ever started anywhere else? I've been on four. <laughs> We've no, always it's right always started. At, yeah, it's always been right outside Apollo. Mm-hmm. So, and it they'll take you through many decks. There's a lot of walking involved, um, but it, it's really fun. In the if families begin to kind of tack onto the back, the cast or the crew members are very quick to politely let them know that this is not a tour for children. <laughs> so nice. they, they're very good at keeping <laughs> yeah, it yeah. adults only, even though you are wandering throughout the ship. So I won't give away too many of the things that they, sh- you know, they shoot mm-hmm. on it, but it, it, it is very interesting. Again, if you're kind of into those sort of details, I, I wish I had a notebook with me. I would have taken down every word they said. <laughs> so. That's a good idea. Notebook next time. And unfortunately, they don't bridge. They used to do bridge tours, but they stopped exactly. that after nine eleven for obvious reasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, but they do still do the uh, galley tours. Galley tours. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. And they actually take you in the kitchen on deck three, which services two restaurants. I think. Wow, that's probably amazing. Yeah, than itself. It services well on the on the. On the Dream, it services Royal Palace and Animator's Palette. So um, that particular kitchen on Deck 3 services those two restaurants. And it's a big kitchen. I mean, that's a big galley. I um, can imagine. And a lot of people moving around in there all hours of the day. I believe it. Huh. That's pretty awesome. the, The bridge tour must have been fantastic. Yeah, those that I know that have gone on them, uh, obviously we didn't start cruising until after 9-11, so yeah, same here. we never got to experience that. So, no. But people I've talked to said that, yeah, the bridge tour was pretty cool because, you know, they would, I mean, they would explain what everything in the room does. and Right. Yeah, yeah it's pretty awesome. It's probably bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably why they don't do any of that stuff anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, for obvious reasons. Darn terrorists. <laughs> Bastards. Um. <laughs> right, My husband yeah, so... was in the Navy. He's all good. We don't need to see any more bridges. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We're done. It's, it's old news we, for you. We'd rather be the passenger. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to see engine rooms. We don't need to see corridors or things like that. We're good. Oh, Melanie. Um, oh, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as you can see or hear, there's <laughs> there's plenty of options uh, pretty much wherever you go. Uh, I, I'm not sure about any of the overseas parks. I mean, this is all information you can easily look up uh, on any Disney website, official and probably non-official. Uh, but as far as for the stateside parks... Uh, you know, you definitely have some options r- running different price points to different age ranges and uh, different levels of where they go and, and how much information is, is shared with you. So uh, do with you will with that information. And if anybody, uh, any of our listeners end up going on any one of these tours that we talked about tonight, we'd love to hear about your experience. So. You know how to get in touch with us. We tell you every week. <laughs> now is not the time to repeat it. You can wait till the end. So with that being said, uh, this episode is, like I said, we record on Monday nights. So tonight is the 9th. Uh, Milford and I are recently back from a trip to Walt Disney World. We went down with a group of uh, about 15 other people from various different podcasts uh, who we've become friends with over the past uh, couple of months, close to a year. Uh, one of them being who put it together was Jerry and Simone from Mouse Rants. I mean, you guys all know Jerry. We had him on here a couple episodes ago. So this was something he put together uh, that was based around Epcot's 35th anniversary, um, which is well known to anybody who follows me, and I've said it on here, has been my favorite park since the first time I went there in 1984. So... Uh, to have this experience to go down there and be live in the park for the the exact day and and everything else was uh, it was very fortunate, pretty cool. You know, I was able to go by myself without wife and kids, and you know that's that that's not easy for anybody who has children. And I, I have three, and they're all active in something. So trying to get everything to work and bases covered and everybody everywhere for the four days I was gone was. Uh, was quite a task, but we got it done. My wife was awesome and let me go take off and play with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, eternally grateful for that. But, um, as far as just the 35th stuff for Epcot, it was, uh, we were chatting just a bit before we started recording, and I was, the main thing I'll take away from it, I was amazed on how not insanely crowded it was. It was in the morning for rope drop, and I think the reason behind that was everybody headed to the merchandise booths to get the special day of merchandise, which was basically the pass holder shirts that said, I was here on October 1st, 2017, Epcot's 35th. There was a special pin that was only sold that day. Uh, Limited release, not even limited edition. It was limited release. So when they ran out, they ran out. The pass holder shirts uh, were still available the next day because I went back on the Monday to Epcot and they still had them behind the counters. But from what I was told from multiple cast members, None of them knew that there was going to be a extra enough to be sold on the on the day after because that merchandise line for that booth was steady the entire day. Yeah, it, it was just it was in Interventions uh, East, just past 
the art of Disney. So if you're walking to the right of Spaceship Earth, it was held up there. Um, so, and that line was steady. I waited about, I like I said, I got there at Rope Drop. Park opened at 9. They did a small little dedication thing in front. The janitors came out. Uh, I was too far back to see any of it. I could kind of hear it. I waited in the merchandise line for about an hour, grabbed my stuff, and then I was out of there and kind of met up with the rest of the group. Some of them were waiting at the pin station for stuff, uh, which I was jumped in line with them. And basically <laughs> basically just to talk with them. But then once we got closer and I looked at the pins, I was like, I want some of them. Uh, so I scored a nice kitchen cabaret pin from the original uh, Land Pavilion. Oh, and, that's cool. And I got a... Uh, one of the Seabase Alpha pins from the Living Seas Pavilion, which was a, so. I guess this was a series that they've been going on with. Uh, so unfortunately, I think some of them have been sold out already. Being the World of Motion and I believe the Horizons one, which would have been awesome to have, but I was never much of a pin collector. I just kind of saw them and I was in line with those guys just BSing, and I was like, all of a sudden we we're up to the register. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm here, so let me grab these, which I'm sure the people behind. And everyone else in line must have loved as they saw me, you know, walk into the middle of the line. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey. Skipper. Oh, well. Um, so I did I, see on Facebook, though, that whatever, I'm sure whatever's left is now up on the Shop Disney Parks app. Yeah, well, well the, the general 35th. the general stuff. That stuff was on there a couple days before. Yeah, like the general shirts and stuff, which were yeah. pretty cool, too, in the hats and things. But, like, I guess the day of stuff was... They only had, and they had, they had nice ornaments that I grabbed a bunch of, and things of that nature. But it was basically hats, t-shirt, long sleeve t-shirt. Figment was the, yeah. the icon. You know, they were pretty cool. They weren't the greatest designs in the world. Uh, the pass holder shirt wasn't super duper awesome, but being an, being a pass holder and being a fan of Epcot, I just you know I grabbed it just to ha- say I had it. So. And the blue and yellow 35th shirt that said I was there was actually available on the Disney Parks app that day. So, right. And that was the one that actually sold out. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, my biggest takeaway was, you know, I didn't I didn't get to see the little, they did a little stage show uh, behind the Fountain of Nations, closer towards World Showcase. Uh, I did, I, it started at 10, I was a few minutes late to for when it started getting out of the merchandise line but the crowd was so deep at that point because people either went for merchandise or went to see that so i was too far back being a short guy to see anything so i didn't really uh, bother trying i just uh, my philosophy on that was i'll probably get a better uh, vantage point of watching it either on youtube or i know the parks blog was live streaming it i believe as well so I, i have yet to watch it but i definitely will uh, and there was many other things going on around the park. Um, you know, we had some events scheduled with the group we were in, doing uh, some activities around World Showcase. So then we went on, and we had a lunch at Beer Garden, and did stuff of that nature. And um, so, you know, fast forward to the end of the night, Illuminations. A lot of the group had broke, previously booked before it turned into this grand meet. A uh, one of the Illuminations cruises to see the fireworks, which is pretty... I've never done one, so that's that's cool that they got to do it. So I headed over to my normal spot uh, over in Canada, um, which doesn't give you the greatest vantage point of it, but they had this obnoxious stage for the Chew in where the Fast Pass viewing area is usually, so that area was ridiculously limited yeah. on seating. And uh, just have, you know sentimental and emotional reasons that I like to stand in that certain area. So 
uh, you know, I got there about 45 minutes before it started, and and people people were lined up. I mean, it was you know, I would have liked to have been right on the fence. I was I was a little bit back, so it wasn't terrible. I still had a great view of the show. Show was enormous illuminations. They had a tag at the end, which was absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely, you know, videoed it on my phone for whatever that's worth. Uh, you know, it played some of the original Epcot music from those opening 10 years, some of the classic songs and the original entrance music and uh, taglines and things. But the fireworks were absolutely insane. Better than the Christmas ones, the tag that they... I'm strictly talking illuminations here. Better than the... Uh, uh, Fourth of July ones that I've not seen oh, live, but I mean this was this was insane. It was a longer tag than the normal holiday peace on earth one that they do, and it was just I mean it was just they they unloaded everything. They unloaded everything. I'd never ever seen. I mean it was insane. It was insane. It was more insane than any New Year's Eve or Fourth of July fireworks I've ever seen ever. So um, so that was pretty awesome. That definitely you know brought all the feels. As they would say, and as the youth says, yeah, and to top and so and to top that for those, and then I'll stop babbling on about old school Epcot because I want to hear uh, Milford's thoughts on his. Because at this point, we all kind of separated. Milford was was doing some other things, and he wanted to watch uh, from a spot that he likes to watch at, and and I headed out to to where I wanted to uh, to watch as well. Um, so heading out, I, I just kind of meandered a bit, and and then ha- headed out towards the front of Epcot. So as we got towards where you can see Spaceship Earth, those of, you know, more recent and newer park goers and Siemens has been the sponsor. The Siemens logo was always projected on Spaceship Earth with the green lasers and it would spin around. In the old days with the original illuminations, they used to project a map of, uh, they had the AT&T logo because it was sponsored by AT&T. This was during the Jeremy Irons narration. And, yep. they had a, and they had a map of the United States, that would of the world, I'm sorry, that would spin around the globe, alternating with the AT&T logo. So they kind of had that. They had a map of what I believe was just the United States. But no, they, they had the world. Oh, they did have the world. You're right. Yep. So they had the world. The other part that was phenomenal is now as you got over the the through the promenade for World Showcase and got near the Fountain of Nations, you could see everything better. The music changed from the exit music, which was they used the original exit exit music for Illuminations, which was heavy on uh, the exit music from Horizons, the Dream It, You Can Do It theme. Um, but then it would alternate to all the classic original Epcot songs. One Little Spark, uh, Energy, yeah. Make the World Go Round, uh, Let's Listen to the Land. But then the the lasers that they were showing on Spaceship Earth were phenomenal. They would It would rotate from like these just just regular nice round designs to then the circle design of the old Epcot logo with the rings all all together and then the insignia in the middle so that was awesome I sat on the uh on the wall there by the fountain of nations and then up closer to like where the sidewalk spins and everything for at least an hour it was after 10 o'clock when I started walking to the bus station because the park was clearing out there was nobody there and nobody was kicking you out and just to hear that music again and to see the stuff not so much the visuals because I know those were newer because they didn't do all of that in, in the early days but to hear that music and then they would rotate in the original Epcot entrance music which is with the violins in the beginning and it's very dramatic and then it's 
it just brought back so many, it, it, I think I sent a tweet out, it literally brought back my entire childhood in that hour that I sat there, and it was the Aww. most, it, it was the most peaceful, awesome thing I could ever, ever have wanted to experience, you know, the fact that I didn't get all the fanfare and everything during the day and see all that stuff was, you know, was, a, I, I had a ton of fun doing what I was doing, but if I could have split myself in two and done both that would have been the ultimate awesomeness but catching this for the end and just sitting down and taking it all in you know by myself nobody to bother me nobody pushing me out nobody saying i'm tired nobody this it was literally probably the most peaceful and enjoyable time i've sat in a disney park in my entire life it was just i think surreal is the right word i don't know if i'm using that word right but it was just <laughs> You know, I, I don't know other way to explain it other than, you know, totally fanboy geeking out about it. But it was just it was just phenomenal. It was just really, really, really phenomenal. And I'm just I was. Geek away. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it, was, it, was it was absolutely ridiculous. It was absolutely like the amount of feelings that were coming through. I don't think I knew what to do. Laugh, cry or whatever the <laughs> hell the, it, what it may be. But I walked out of there with a smile ear to ear and it, you know, woke up with the, the same smile. Just going back on what had happened just a few hours before so it was phenomenal i'm just eternally grateful that i got to experience it um yeah it was cool and thanks to the mass rants guys for putting that together that was a it was quite a fun weekend you know i mean we were all there for the 35th anniversary but you know it was it was three days of hanging out with those guys and there were people from you know mouse rants people from a couple other blogs a couple other podcasts uh, so it, it, it was fun to hang with those guys and, and talk about, you know, what they're doing with their podcasts or their blogs and getting some other ideas, uh, hanging out in the cabin Saturday night and recording the mouse rants podcast, which Jerry's trying to get put up next week. Um, and then the 35th anniversary. I mean, that was pretty cool. I did get to catch the end of the stage presentation and they had uh, Voices of Liberty come out and sing, and it was it was phenomenal because they did a bunch of different uh, songs from uh, the different countries from back in the days when they used to do different music for. I think they did different music for the fireworks, right? Yes. For each country. Yes. So, During the original illuminations. They did some yes. of that, and they did, and then they ended it with. Uh, the song from American Adventure at the oh, end of the Golden Dream. Golden Dream, yep. which I love that song, especially when they sing it. If that doesn't yeah. bring a tear to your to your eye, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, listening to them out there in the open doesn't do them justice. It, 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 I always love to listen to them in that rotunda in the building back there. Oh yeah, which, because you which get unfortunately all... this trip I didn't get to do, but you know, that's yeah, okay. yeah. I'm back in three weeks, so. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the fireworks were cool. I stayed on the bridge between France and and Great Britain and, you know, got smoked out. But because <laughs> the wind picked up and started blowing that direction. Yeah. So we got all the smoke and all the debris. And with all the fireworks they put up in that finale, uh, yeah, there was a lot of debris. <laughs> um, I tried to videotape most of it, but I went back and looked at my videotape and it's like it quit like three-fourths the way through the first part, and then I didn't realize it until it was almost 20 seconds into the second into the finale. So 
I, I don't know. I just kind of scrapped that. But there's plenty of them out there on YouTube if you I'm want to sure see it. I'm sure there is. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Uh, and then I kind of did the same thing. I kind of meandered back out. I was actually shocked that I beat you back to the resort. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it was definitely a fun weekend. Yeah, no doubt. And I guess the other thing of note is uh, uh, we happen to be so... Oh, gather my thoughts here. Uh, so Milford and I came in on the Thursday before the on the twenty eighth of September. So we met uh, over at at Animal Kingdom Lodge because uh, he was kind enough to let me uh, room with him in his DVC room for the uh, for the four days, and then we headed over to the uh, we headed over to the studios, and I don't know why we headed over there first, but. Anyway, we were we were there, and we happened to be walking through uh, where they're doing all the new construction over by Muppets. And, oh, yeah. And my brother had sent me a text earlier in the day, something about oh, base baseline is opening, a soft opening. Now I was I've been out of the loop with a lot of the new stuff just because school starting, and I just haven't been kept keeping up with any of my social media feeds just because everything's been crazy on my end so i really didn't hear about this bar and this baseline so i was like all right so i said to milford i was like hey you know my brother said this thing's open and we just happened to be walking by it and the ladies out there handed out menus i was like oh well hey shit let's check it out so we walk in there and it was soft opening and i have to say it's the old rider stop same footprint they just made it into a uh a, a tap room um and with the uh, with a bunch of different kind of tap beers and a, a few cocktails, but it seems to be mostly going to be a beer house. Uh, a couple of small plate items, like a, a charcuterie plate and a, a pretzel, and I believe there was something else. Pretzels are fantastic. I can attest to that. We yeah. had a couple of those nice and soft, beautiful, nice, perfect, like fresh right out of the oven pretzel. Uh, beers were good. Got a beer flight and, uh, you know, tried some stuff. Some new stuff that Milford got me to try and some stuff I know I liked, but uh, I definitely see it as a place that I will uh, frequent anytime I am in the studios because it was uh, it was very awesome. And we went back with the group on, on another day and, and uh, hung out there for a while too. So, you know, felt, felt proud that we were... Uh, yeah, first, we actually got to be there first for bear. something first day. Yeah, right. We, we were that there. almost never happens. We were there before all the bloggers, <laughs> any of the Blue Mangellos and everybody else of the world. Yeah, those, uh, those Discord guys so. were sitting there at the table by us. So, <laughs> but uh, but the, so that was cool to get to experience that before it becomes a madhouse. But uh, so that was just something else of note. Besides, yeah, it was really uh, good. Uh, they have all it's all Northern California beers, so it's Stone North Coast. Uh, I'm gonna forget one of them. I know I am. Green, um, green something. Green Flash. Green, green Flash, Flash Brewery. Um, uh, Lagunitas. Yeah. Oh, what was the fifth one? There's another one. And then uh, Ace Apple, Ace Ciders. So they had one of the Ace Ciders there. I can't remember which one it was. It was not the Apple Cider. It's one of their different ones. I think they, they took a lot of different ones. I'm sure the menu's online. I did take a picture of it. I'll throw I've it got up. pictures of it, too, as well. So. Throw it up in the Facebook group. So. Yeah, and then while we were at Epcot on Saturday, Sunday and we were eating at Beer Garden, yours truly got picked to be the beer meister. That's so right. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I, you know, I've been going to that place for years and never gotten picked to do anything in that restaurant. And, you know, he just, the band guy looked right over at me and, said 
sir, you look like you like Oktoberfest beer, so why don't you come up and help us out? So uh, I've got a video of that. I'll try to get posted up to the website. Yeah, I definitely. Think, I think I can get that from Simone. So, Yep. And um, she's not on here, but we did get to uh, – Crystal did come being a local – uh, she, yeah. came, she came and hung out with us on Sunday for a couple hours. Um, so thank you to her husband for letting her come out and play for a little while with her friends because <laughs> she came by herself um, and walked around World Showcase with us. It was awesome to see. Uh, for me, that's the second time I've gotten to uh, see her. And at least this time we got to hang out for a little bit more and have a drink or two together. Um, it was hard with being with everybody to uh, to uh, hang out solely with her, but we definitely – did have some time to, together to hang out and and uh, and she's a lot of fun. I'm glad she came out again and, and it was the first time her and Milford had met face to face. So, yeah. uh, so Crystal's winning. She's uh, she's met four. Yeah. Out, she's met four out of six. So, I mean, or three out of six. She three. Can't meet, yeah. Can't, she, she can't meet her. Fourth. She can't meet herself. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. She's uh, she's met up with Adrian and myself and Milford. So, uh, so the the. Uh, the perks of being a local she can just be like hey who's coming down i'm coming to hang out so <laughs> so that was awesome to see her again and uh so that wraps it up i mean um i hope you uh enjoyed our episode about the tours and our uh, small recap of of epcot 35 if you want to see any extensive pictures uh of of the event i'm sure they're they're all over the place uh, and being that it's been over a week, I'm sure whatever videos are are already out all over the internet. Uh, I I was lousy at taking pictures this trip. I I didn't bring my big camera, and I didn't take many with with my phone just because I was too busy having fun and holding food and wine yeah. and beer in two hands. So phone rarely came out of my pocket, which I guess is a win on a trip anyway, because you're actually socializing with people instead of worrying about uh, other stuff. So. But I did take a few pictures, and I'll try and get them up on my uh, blog Facebook page here, hopefully this week. So oh, There you go. All right, so that'll wrap up this episode. We thank you for listening, and we'll talk to everybody next time. Follow our troop at www.dizexplorers.com, where you can find all the links for all our hosts' social media accounts. You can also follow the podcast on our Facebook group at The Diz Explorers and on Twitter and Instagram at The Diz Explorers. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and also on YouTube. Thanks for listening.